Small Business and Startup Stories DSM features conversations with small business owners who share their victories and failures on their path to success. Small Business and Startup Stories DSM is produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. More tips and resources are available at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business. I am your host, Emily McLean. Joining us today is Laura Formonic of The Studio Process, based out of Maple Studios here in beautiful, historic Valley Junction. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I see you around all the time in Greater Des Moines. You're at a bunch of business events, mentoring for women, small business success summit, everything. You're really plugged into the community. You know, I think that is um, actually a big part of my business model is being a part of the community, being a place where um, education and growing and learning together can take place. So Studio Process is creating video storytelling for good and uh, plugging into the community and seeing where that good can uh, help others and grow things is really part of our brand. I love that. Your brand is really wholesome. And just really you and just very fun and bright and obviously creative. But what is the the studio process? Yeah. Um, So studio process is all about creating meaningful storytelling through video. So we work with nonprofits and for-profit businesses that want to create impact using video. And so we kind of take them through that entire process, starting with really understanding their brand and uh, helping them to show off what's the most impactful thing that they're working on, what they're doing, whether it's a volunteer program or uh, some sort of uh, social or environmental angle that they're propelling as a company. Um, And so then we take that and we create a story around it. So oftentimes that means video interviews and getting stakeholders involved to really talk about that organization. And then uh, and then it goes into editorial and we create a story that can go online or social media or broadcast TV. And that's really what we do. That's a big wheelhouse. You know, there's a marketing angle as well. I I used to work in nonprofits myself. um, And so as a marketing director for a nonprofit museum, um, that is where a lot of my marketing knowledge comes from. Uh, It's really been, you said, plugged in, really plugged into that nonprofit mindset. So taking sometimes what you have on hand, something, you know, even if it's limited time or resources and creating something that's a lot bigger than yourself. You started your career a little to the south there in Texas. <laughs> what was your journey from your first career to your second and then now owning your business? What does that growth look like? Sure. Uh, Yeah, I actually, after I graduated from school at University of Iowa, I moved to Dallas, Texas. And when I first started, believe it or not, I was editing city council meetings, 
uh, doing some overnight nannying and then also on the side uh, doing an unpaid internship for a video production company. So working three jobs in a major city (laughs) on a very little um, pay schedule, I suppose you could say, uh, was really an interesting way to learn how to kind of make it on my own. Um, it's something, it's an attitude that I've always had in college. I, I just put together kind of my own pieces to study what I wanted to study, which was art and film kind of together and asked permission from different professors to just take the classes that I wanted to take, because even if it didn't quite fit into what my major needed to have. And so it's, it's kind of, I think that's where the beginning of entrepreneurship started for me, but I didn't really know that it was entrepreneurship at that time, and I never really called it that until more recently as I've been growing from a freelancer into a business owner. That is interesting. I didn't know that about you. I talk to you often. Okay, (laughs) we'll have to have coffee. I'm also an Iowa grad. Yeah. Uh, Man. I'm impressed. Well, I love the University of Iowa. <laughs> and with that, what's what's really, you know, you asked about Dallas or you asked about down south. Um, I, I did quickly transition out of editing city council meetings because I, I it wasn't the life that I saw for myself, um, even though there were some really interesting happenings in cities all across the nations. But um, I, I actually was able to then launch into a career as an assistant editor at a really small post-production studio that worked with major brands like Home Depot, um, gosh, <laughs> Motel 6. I had lunch with Tom Baudet at one point, which was, you know, maybe my 15 minutes of fame <laughs> up till now. And so that was really, you know, four or five years doing editing on real life commercials, working on those bigger brands was really what gave me then that video experience that is able to help me now to help other people create video. Your brand admission is all about giving back and creating meaningful stories for businesses. Um, I know on your website, you've done work for businesses like Arion. What inspired you to make that your mission to create meaningful stories. Anyone can go out and be like, I'm going to do a quick commercial on X, Y, or Z. But the meaning behind your videos and the care and the feeling is really, I think, unique. You can really feel it in the videos that you produce. What led you there? Well, first of all, thank you. And uh, I would say what led me there initially was that editing background Um, I started a little bit backwards for most people around here that are videographers. Um, Instead of starting behind the camera, I started behind a computer. And so oftentimes uh, it was, especially in my early days, I was doing a lot of the kind of pro bono projects where people had come into the company I worked at with a big idea and a lot of times with that focus on good. And they would ask me to, in my spare time, create something that would tell that story uh, in that meaningful way. And so I I really attribute a lot of that storytelling prowess to the early days of working with a bunch of stuff, having a lot of creative freedom, even at a, a very early stage of my career, to search within the footage and find that story, pull it out, grab those sound bites, those really visual 
cues and moments that tell more than what you might just, um, you know, say through a scripted 30 second commercial or something, because there's just, there's that, that latitude for storytelling there. And as you've grown with your career and now your business, you've also given back yourself doing nonprofit pro bono work in Africa. What led to that opportunity? That was an incredible opportunity that I, I sort of just jumped in with two feet and said yes. Um, another videographer in town was working on some documentary work with a nonprofit that he had worked with for quite some time. Um, and so they had worked on some documentary work for an organization that raises money for school fees for kids in Africa, in Nakuru, Kenya. Um, and they were like, we can make this bigger, better, go further if we had two cameras running at all times. And so it was a just a, a really cool opportunity that came up by way of networking. And, uh, you know, we had worked on each other's sets around Des Moines. And so suddenly he's like, hey, in... 15 days or so, this really is a real thing. And I said, okay, well, let me get some vaccinations and I'll <laughs> hop on a plane and join you for six days in Kenya. It was absolutely incredible, beautiful, and people are amazing and just such a, a cool experience. I, I had a goal of working outside of Iowa <laughs> within the year, and I think I blew that out of the water. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need some larger goals now. Yeah, I do. I, there's some big goals. I've, I've got some big stuff in the pipeline. That's my hopes. You're a very passionate person and business owner. Did you ever think in your early career that you could own your own business in your passion and make your passion your living? I never really had that as an end goal. Um, I would say that Upon that graduation story, starting out as an assistant editor, I sort of was like, oh, I, I like the video industry. I thought I was going to be an animator at Pixar one day. Um, and then I just sort of fell in love with that editorial and that storytelling. So I, I was down that path for a while. And it wasn't until I did a few other things then. Um, and then I just, you know, I was like, I could do this on my own. Um a lot of that prodding actually came from from my dad. Um, he was one of those really stable family guys that worked at a company for 25, 30 years before retiring. And I was ready for the next phase of life. And he was like, you're at a, an age where you could go start your own thing. Why don't you just do that? And I was like, you are the most, the most stable person ever. And I, I just kind of took it to heart. I was, I was like, if he, if he said that, then maybe there's, maybe there's some legs to this idea. And I really haven't looked back since. So when you moved to Des Moines after your nonprofit time in Eastern Iowa, you started out freelancing. When did the freelance start to build and build and build to, okay, now I'm a business? I would say... It was sort of like two steps forwards, one step back, maybe. Um, a lot of that might have to do with COVID and the pandemic, um, because that was a time when I found myself 
much busier with editorial once people, you know, realized that there was such a need for, for videography. I still had a lot of clientele that, um, you know, fell back on that. Uh, I would say I'm in my sixth year of being a self-employed person. Um, and it was really truly about a year to a year and a half ago where I said, I would love to get out from behind my, com- my computer um, get into the computer, gosh, get into the community a lot more, um, and, and interact with folks directly by really being behind the camera, talking to them, hearing their story and creating it from start to finish. Um, and so within the last year and a half, that's when I kind of put out into the world studio process, told everyone what it was about, uh, and, kind of ran with it. And, and that's when the magic has kind of happened because immediately, um, people really understand what it means. It's, it's something that I think people connect with that and having a mission driven focused company is something that a lot of other brands are doing as well. And so if those brands can look to mine to help them tell that story, that's really a true connection where we meet. So talking about growth in your business, you've also grown a lot over the last year and a half since you started. You're now here at Maple Studios. What is that like? What was that process like? This has been a really good process for growth. Um, Coming to a space where other people are working and creating in a collaborative environment has been really helpful for that mindset of growth. Uh, I would say that this is an opportunity where people can come by and edit in studio. I have enough space where I have an intern that is going to be working with me this summer. Uh, and that in and of itself is, has been a, a huge process for growth as well. Um, learning how to hire and do all of the onboarding that comes with having someone that's more than just myself as part of my business is a really exciting next big step. That is a really big step, especially going from freelance to owning your business just in the last year and a half to hiring an intern. Do you feel like the intern title was important as you mentor the next generation of creative, potential creative business owners? It is something that as as someone who has been fortunate to figure out those various, you know, working three jobs and doing an unpaid internship um, to kind of grow my my own career. It was very important to me to look for a way to have an intern that I could pay. Um, I don't ever want to have an unpaid intern um, and or an unpaid employee or anything like that, obviously. Uh, But just from a a growth standpoint, um, I... I am very focused on helping kind of that next generation of Iowans grow their creative career. It's something that when I decided to move back to Iowa from out of state, I recognized that working in marketing, which has helped immensely, but that was actually also out of necessity because I could not find a full-time video career in Iowa at the time. Um, And so freelancing didn't feel like an option yet. And working at a place that had 
you know, an interest in my subject matter. I love, I love museums. So it was really, really fun to work at a nonprofit museum, but I would love to create more opportunities for young people in the state of Iowa and keep them here instead of, uh, you know, maybe losing them to the coast or to the south. It is just as beautiful here in Iowa as it is on the coast. You just have to know where to find it. Yeah, and how to keep warm on a negative 10 degree day. That is also (laughs) one of the tricks. Yeah, 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 it is. Which gives me a really random question. How do you do video on a negative 10 degree day in Iowa? Honestly, I am sure there are people, there are some people who do. I have, I have filmed some, some stuff on very, very cold days. Uh, but actually I would say a lot of the season for videography is right now. Um, summer and fall and spring days in Iowa are lovely. And that's a lot of times when I think people are really focused on the creation of it. And then having some of that footage that you can work with throughout the year, that's when I really fall into editing mode in the winter. So you cozy up with a little cup of coffee or tea. and So and the trick is don't do it. Exactly. It's <laughs> Or just, you know, you can plan around those negative 10 degree days, I would say. And the 99 degree days. Both of them. Both extremes. We got them all. Yeah. Hiring your intern, that's really exciting news. I know you shared that with me recently. Congratulations. Thanks. Do you think that more creative businesses will be hiring interns or should they be hiring more interns to facilitate the growth and continuous pipeline of our creative industries here? I think it is a win-win situation for students who are near graduation to learn a lot and for business owners who might not be quite ready to hire a fuller part-time employee to be able to offer that. Um, And I will say I actually applied for some funding through the state of Iowa to be able to pay my intern because that is so important to me to help people starting out to provide equitable opportunities for young people. Uh, And that has, you know, that's, that's a, a big springboard for me as a small business owner to be able to offer something like that to someone. Going back to our theme of growth today, because you just have so much growth. (laughs) Where would you like to see the growth in greater Des Moines for businesses and for creative businesses and for entrepreneurs? I would say for creative entrepreneurs, the first step would probably be to think of yourself as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. Uh, Growing up, I always knew that I wanted to do art in some capacity, but I never thought that I would own my own business. And it, 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 it even took that shift from freelancer to really thinking of it as a business that was, it wasn't an overnight thing. And so I think encouraging people that first of all as an artist you need to make a living wage uh, and to share knowledge about resources or maybe for nonprofits other grant opportunities not to keep these gatekeeping secrets that's something that um, I would much rather everyone kind of rise on the tide together than to 
share or save all of that some kind of information for myself. It, it makes Des Moines stronger. It makes Iowa stronger. It makes videographers, all all sorts of business owners in the creative fields be able to earn a, a wage that is fair and reasonable and and understand that folks can pay for work. It's, it's, it's something that the arts are not free. And it's really important to me that um, doing something that I love and can make a career out of that I can help other people also do that in the future. What is something in the greater Des Moines business community that has helped you the most in the last six years? I would say that I always put a plug in for some of the, uh, the conferences, the, the partnership stuff for sure. Um, the resources for entrepreneurs, um, I've taken some great, I took a great business accelerator clinic just this past spring, um, at Drake. And that was a 14 week every Monday night program for three to four hours for, yeah, that was, it was, it was a lot, but (laughs) I learned so much. And then not only that, I got to meet a whole crew of other entrepreneurs and creative people that are forging their own path along Des Moines. So that and all the resources offered with um, different nonprofit networking groups and the art center and mainframe, and I I could go on and on. (laughs) So if you're looking for really great resources, you can always find Laura. She knows them all. She's willing to share. (laughs) Absolutely. I would love to. As a creative business owner, you are obviously the mind of your business. Where do you go to refill your cup or to um, just to relax and be you for a little bit? How do you keep that separation or how do you create that separation? It's hmm. a great question. I... I will say I do my best not to answer emails after 6 or so p.m. Um, I take my weekends pretty seriously unless I have a shoot or, uh, uh, you know, a couple extra projects I have to catch up on. But for the most part, I really work within those business hours in order to have more of a work-life balance. Now I say that, and then all these resources and places that I talk about, I am constantly out and about, checking out things in the area, networking. Business mode really never actually turns off for me. Um, And so that is a huge part of my evenings is supporting other community events, uh, working on either other, working at as a volunteer at other arts organizations, I'm on a committee for uh, an art, the art center. And, um, and then I guess I did just finish teaching for a semester at DMAC. I taught video editing as an adjunct this past semester. So, um, it's, it's all over the place. Um, (laughs) so the work-life balance, you know, maybe, maybe there's a little less than I'm It sounds sounds like the community really fills you up, though, with your mission and what you like to do. It really sounds like Greater Des Moines is the place for you, especially right now in your career. It's it's been great. I, I really do. I feed off the energy of other people who are doing amazing things. And so when I can help support that, whether it's 
through kind of a, a trade of services of, of like, hey, I'll come help you with your thing and then we can create this other cool thing together. I mean, there's just so many opportunities because everyone seems to be really forward thinking and lifting each other up. So I do really love that about Des Moines. I mean, it is one of my favorite things. So you alluded to earlier that you have some big things planned. What is next? What is the next growth step for Studio Process? I would say the the next big focus is creating the awareness around what Studio Process is doing to eventually grow into a big, bigger brick and mortar space where we can host community events, uh, workshops. I'd like to create different things for young people, again, that are growing and learning. Um, I've added, really, educator to my repertoire as a portfolio artist, and it's, it's just so deeply important to me that I can share knowledge, even if I'm just gaining it that day to kind of pass that on. So I've, I've started already speaking around town at some various other conferences and workshops and entering pitch competitions and uh, taking that to the next level so that eventually uh, that is something that Studio Process has under its own belt of, of its brand. And that's really the next big thing, in addition to creating video that people can use in their on their channels. That's super exciting. Yeah, thank you. So if people are looking to get some video done of their company or the people in their company, how do they get a hold of you? Well, there's a really easy way on my website. It's www.thestudioprocess.com and uh, they, they can contact me on my contact form uh, I can pass along an email address or they can find me on the Des Moines Partnership website yeah <laughs> and uh, really though it's it's usually I'll probably pop by your event and we'll start a conversation connect on something that's completely not related to video at all and realize that it would be really fun to work together create something, again, that's bigger than one person on their own can do. And then we can take it from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Laura. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Small Business and Startup Stories DSM podcast. Inspired by these stories, we offer a hub full of resources needed for any small business owner to grow and succeed in Greater Des Moines at dsmpartnership.com backslash small business.